Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good show. I'm continuing Spooner. I think this is part 10. I kind of originally thought it would be the last part, but it's not going to be. I don't want to cheat these last few chapters. They're so important. So we're covering the entire essay, No Treason, which I think everybody should read. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth about the law and the system. And it's not pretty. And most people can't face it. So that's the reality. I'm also a self-certified master practitioner. I gave myself that award almost 20 years ago for sorting out all the scam that is the legal system. And I recently gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award in that same area for all the podcasts I make that help people. (laughs) All right, the show runs over because they always do when I do Spooner. So let's go ahead and get it going. So I'm going to continue my Spooner series here with no treason. We're getting near the end, and I really thought last time that I'd probably have one more episode on this essay. But I've been rereading it again yesterday and kind of last night some and what's remaining which is 17 18 and 19 I think chapters or sections you got it numbered in this weird way and I don't think I can get through it in one show it's going to take two it may take three because each one of these sections is so important there's a lot to say about it and it's kind of the culmination of the essay and I don't want to cheat it and I don't want to make a show that's exceedingly long and start getting anxious about how long the show's getting and cut out shit I don't that I want to say. And so I may end up doing three more shows on it, but two for sure, and I'll see as I start doing it. But I like for each show to stand on its own, but it's important to understand this entire essay, which is written 150 years ago, and it just exposes what government really is. And until we have a conversation about what government really is and the fact that government itself, the so-called authority of government, is a complete and total fraud, and people, until people understand that, see, we have no chance. Any possible so-called change, alteration, new system will just be co-opted by the same people who operate the system now and it will morph into the same abuse. And all you have to do is look around the world and see that governments function the same way everywhere, especially at these country-sized levels where you have millions and millions of people. It's just a giant tyranny. That's all it is. And it's all it'll ever be because that's what the nature of government is. And until people understand the nature of government and how it's a complete fraud and it's nothing but force on the people, until they understand that and break through the brainwashing that they're exposed to 24-7 from the time they're little about the freedom machine, and the voting and all this other stupid crap. Until they understand that, we have no chance. Whatever is suggested will will never work. That's how I know all politics is fake, uh, because none of those solutions are actual solutions. They just keep people inside the window of a system that can never work. And I've showed people with endless examples that's not about the people. The structural system itself can't work. The system can't check itself. That's idiotic. And the fact that they divide it into different so-called sections legislative and judicial executive it doesn't make any difference it's all the same group behind the scenes pulling the strings that's all there is to it and of course once you add this fake money system in which they did you know more than 100 years ago 
Once you do that, and once it becomes totally fake, like it was in the early 1970s when they completely unhinged from any kind of standard, the gold standard at all, it's over. And now, of course, the entire system all over the world is totally fake. And that's just a very key point. And again, people are completely and totally ignorant about what the Federal Reserve is, how it works, what it does, what money is. And that's why tons of them are gravitating to crypto, but they don't they're going to find out that's not going to work. They're going to find that out. I get it. People are making money in it. And that's why I don't do shows out in the public for the most part. Because people are just so, they're so fervent about it. They're such believers that shit's going to free us. It's not going to. It's not going to free us. It's going to be the final nail in the coffin of our complete enslavement when they have a digital currency you have to use along with all this other digital information they have. But, I want to get on with the show because it's going to run long anyway, even if I only do one chapter at a time here to finish up. And where we picked up was he was explaining how these oaths and all this other crap, it's all meaningless. And he expanded it out to the fact that, look, the structure itself, this authority, the governments all over the world are built on the same fraud. They don't have any legitimacy. Anywhere. There's just no legitimacy as far as consent of the people or anything else. It's all just force and fraud and then fakery. And so all of the so-called authority that flows from that is also all fakery. And that means the individuals acting on behalf of the so-called government who claim to be agents of the government protected and immune because they're doing the work of the Constitution or some other shit. And the interactions between all the states themselves and the governments themselves, all fake. And I love the very last paragraph, and I'm going to read that of the last section just to lead into this. Our pretended treaties, then being made with no legitimate or bona fide nations or representatives of nations, and being made on our part by persons who have no legitimate authority to act for us, have intrinsically no more validity than a pretended treaty made by the man in the moon with the king of the Pleiades. <laughs> Oh, man, I love Spooner. Man on the moon and the king of Pleiades. <laughs> That's how fake it all is, see? That's how fake all this government authority is, this pomp and circumstances and uniforms and seals and people standing up at podiums and flags and all this shit. It's just totally made up. Might as well just be a flag from the man on the moon. And I'm looking forward to the Jones Plantation coming out because we have our own flag and we had our own pledge in there. <laughs> Hopefully the people will catch on to how stupid this all is. All right, so let's go to section 17. On general principles of law and reason, debts contracted in the name of the United States or the people of the United States are of no validity. It is utterly absurd to pretend that debts to the amount of 2,500 millions of dollars are binding upon 35 or 40 millions of people when there's not a particle of legitimate evidence such as would be required to prove a private debt that can be produced against any one of them that either he or his properly authorized attorney ever contracted to pay one cent. God, this is, this is such an important point. I've tried to explain to people that this idea that the country goes into debt and the full faith and credit and all this made-up shit, and they just throw you into debt and force you to pay interest and all this money that they care to spend however they care, it's completely and totally absurd. The laws of the land are such that prior to 18, you can't contract for any personal debt at all. Yet, 
When you turn 18, what happens? You get saddled with trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in so-called debt that's been accumulated before you were even uh, of age. Lots of it was accumulated before you were even born. And yet you're supposed to spend the rest of your life paying it off. <laughs> There's hundreds of trillions of debt in unfunded liabilities that you become immediately liable for. Uh, how? What possible legal means is there for any of this? Just completely made up. See, that's the heart of the scam, is this money system where they put people into this fake money system and they just burden people with debt. And debt slavery is just as effective. In fact, it's much more effective than chattel slavery because people can't see the change they're in. And they imagine all this shit about how we need to pay it back. Got to be good to our word and all this shit. I never gave my word on any of that. I didn't agree to borrow fucking trillions and trillions of dollars to run this gigantic scam. But the people are convinced. So they are convinced. And the constitutional conservatives, what do they talk about? They talk about paying the debt down. What absurdity. Paying it down. I never agreed to any of it. How about if I just come over to you and just say, you know, you owe $250,000 in my debt. You need to pay it. You and your neighbors need to pay it. You say, get the hell out of here. Oh, but, but then say government. Just say the word government, and you can just add fucking 10 zeros to that. And the people will run around and act like, well, we got to pay it. We got to tighten our belt and all this other shit. <laughs> it's just, it's full brainwashing. See, it's full brainwashing. Let's continue. Certainly, neither the whole people of the United States, nor any number of them ever separately or individually contracted to pay a cent of these debts. Right. These congressmen and senators and stuff, they just write shit down. They just act like we're all on the hook for it all. They talk about us our debt and the country's debt and all and getting it under control. You never hear constitutional conservatives talking about how absurd this whole thing is. No. They talk about getting it controlled. Well, the constitutional conservatives blow money on shit all the time. It's idiotic. Continue. Certainly, also, neither the whole people of the United States nor any number of them ever, by any open, written, or other authentic and voluntary contract, united themselves as a firm, corporation, or association by the name of the United States or the people of the United States and authorized their agents to contract debts in their name. Right. See, that's what a actual private company looks like. You voluntarily agree to participate in it, and then if you don't like it, you get out. And if you bind yourself to debt, you become a cosigner, you're on there. But nobody does any of this. It's all made up. See, it's all made up. And this is just way too big a scam for the vast majority of people to be able to get their minds around because from the time they're born, everywhere they look, they get confirmation that it's legitimate. It's about freedom and the country and our debts and the full faith and credit and all this stupid shit and it's just assumed into absolutely everything and so people can't see it when you bring it up to them their heads just basically kind of melt down and they can't see what well we have to do it well what would you suggest well the economy be wrecked okay the economy would only be wrecked at this point only because the, the actual currency you're forced to use again through legal tender laws the government puts out is fake see if we all held gold and silver that whatever the government did and tried to run up debt and all this other shit, we could just repudiate it and it wouldn't make any difference at all. You'd still have the same amount of gold and silver in your pocket. And anyone who was stupid enough to believe that a government was going to be good to its debts and pay it gold and silver would find out. And if a country didn't like that, another country running another kind of scam, wanted to come over and try to invade us and collect the debts in some form or fashion, well, good luck to them. Good luck to them if they think they can do that economically. It's not going to happen. 
It only works because the bankers behind the scenes are the ones who make the money. That's it. That's all it is. All right, let's continue. Certainly, too, there is in existence no such firm, corporation, or association as the United States or the people of the United States formed by any open, written, or other authentic and voluntary contract and having corporate property with which to pay these debts. That's why he spent the entire essay showing you that this idea of the United States and the government is all completely fake. It's all totally fake. It's just a made-up thing, just a piece of paper nobody's ever signed, no one's ever agreed to, and anyone who ever even could have done it has been dead for 200 years. It's idiotic. You're not given the option. That's all. When you turn 18, you're not given the option. You can either become part of the United States and become liable for all this debt, or you can just live your life independently without any bother from the United States. You're not given that choice. No, they force you into this whole system, and they just take anything they want from you, and they tell you they're free, and the people believe it, because they're idiots. They're fucking fully brainwashed. And when I tell them the truth, they act like I'm the kook, because this is the nature of brainwashing. Let's continue. How then is it possible in any general principle of law or reason that debts that are binding upon nobody individually can be binding upon 40 millions of people collectively when on general and legitimate principle of law and reason these 40 millions of people neither have nor ever had any corporate property, never made any corporate or individual contract and neither have nor ever had any corporate existence? What is the theory? What is it? <laughs> there is no theory. It's just like the rest of government. It's made up. It's not a legal theory. It's just political made-up nonsense, gobbledygook about freedom and liberty and the consent of the people and, and the debts of the people and <laughs> full faith and credit and all these things are just made up. No one ever examines them in public. Certainly not constitutional conservatives who pretend to be for freedom. My God, it's the last thing in the world they'd ever do. They're controlled opposition people. That's what they're there to do, keep you inside a prison have you defend the prison, which they all do. Best is best prison around. Let's continue. Who then created these debts in the name of the United States? Why, at most, only a few persons calling themselves members of Congress and who pretended to represent the people of the United States, but who really represented only a secret band of robbers and murderers who wanted money to carry on the robberies and murders in which they were then engaged and who intended to extort from the future people of the United States by robbery and threats of murder and real murder, if that should be necessary, the means to pay these debts. Yeah. How much did we dump into Afghanistan? How much? Well, whoever agreed to that? <laughs> who even knows where the money's going? Nobody. It's all shit. And yet, where's the responsibility? There's none. And who pushed that? Constitutional conservatives love that shit till it goes bad. Then they want, oh, they got to have an investigation, Blue Ribble panel. <laughs> How can the people not see a scam this obvious? You know, how can they not? If you're in any way exposed to anything that's even remotely reasonable, like the internet has shown for 20 years, I don't understand how people don't catch on to this game. So fucking obvious. That's the power of brainwashing. These constitutional conservatives, man, they're horrible, terrible actors because... Every one of the media is there to make sure that the people we really need who want freedom and liberty and small government never, ever catch on and are completely lost in the fucking scam that is government. Let's continue. This band of robbers and murderers who are the real principals in contracting these debts is a secret one because its members have never entered into any open, written, avowed, or authentic contract by which they may be individually known to the world or even to each other. They're real or pretended representatives 
who contracted these debts in their name were selected, if selected at all, for that purpose secretly by secret ballot. That's right. All our votes are secret, people, and in a way to furnish evidence against none of the principles individually. And these principles, really known individually, neither to their pretended representatives who contracted these debts in their behalf, nor to those who lent the money. <laughs> there's just no getting around these facts. See, there's no getting around these facts. The only thing that they use to get around these facts are Barnum Statement platitudes that aren't actual legal anything, because there is no consent. If there's consent in any of this, where is it? I specifically do not consent. I dissent. Well, what is the effect of that? Nothing. They'll just come and kill me. That's why there's no real consent, because if, if you can't dissent, then there is no consent. It's just forced upon you. Oh, you can leave. Well, that's not consent. You can't just make me have to leave, pull up all my stakes, go to another place. It's run just as criminally. Makes no sense. That's the best is best prison argument. Let's continue. The money, therefore, was all borrowed and lent in the dark. And that is by men who did not see each other's faces and know each other's names and who could not then and cannot now identify each other as principals in the transactions who consequently can prove no contract with each other. Right. It's just a bunch of made-up shit about Congress passing a law. Just made-up crap. What does it even mean? Who gave them the authority? I don't give them the authority to do any of that. Oh, they have it. Constitution. Well, who gave the Constitution the authority? That's the fundamental point of this essay. Where is the authority? Some piece of paper a couple hundred years ago. Well, how does that work forever? I've explained it to people over and over again. One Congress can't even bind the next Congress. The idea that people I never met hundreds of years ago can somehow bind me and everybody else forever and ever. This is idiotic. They don't represent me. Your vote shit. The essay has proved it. And now he's showing you. The real basis here is this money scam. Furthermore, the money was all lent and borrowed for criminal purposes. That is, for purposes of robbery and murder. And for this reason, the contracts were all intrinsically void and would have been so even though the real parties, borrowers and lenders had come face to face and made their contracts openly in their own proper names. Yes, you can't borrow money to go kill people. That's what the so-called defense department that's never here defending anything. It's flying around killing people and enforcing the world economic fucking money system run by the IMF. That's what it is. We are the bad guy. We aren't the good guy. People can't get their minds around that. The system of fake money all over the world, the system of fake government shit and force and fraud and all these rules with regards to COVID, they're all enforced by the government goons with guns who are so brainwashed they think they're fighting for freedom because constitutional conservatives make sure they never learn the truth. You can't have contracts and bind other people to debts to go kill other people. It's idiotic. No court in the land would uphold a debt where, oh, well, I... I'm an assassin, and he pay, he agreed to pay me a quarter million dollars to kill somebody, and he's reneged. <laughs> you can't enforce that debt. You can't. Yet, call it government, and people run around acting like it's some holy thing because people don't understand government. Continue. Furthermore, this secret band of robbers and murderers, who were the real borrowers of this money, have no legitimate corporate existence, have no corporate property with which to pay these debts. They do indeed pretend to own large tracts of wild lands lying between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans and between the Gulf of Mexico and the North Pole, but on general principles of law and reasoning, might as well pretend to own the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans themselves. 
or the atmosphere and the sunlight to hold them and dispose of them for the payment of these debts. Right. I've told people how silly this idea is that there could be something called the Louisiana land purchase, purchase from the French. First of all, no constitutional authority to do it. And second of all, who are the French to sell this land? What makes them have any right to sell it? It makes no sense. They land in New Orleans and they have a few people there and they just describe a geographical tract of land that has millions of people living in it. And they claim to now own it and then sell it. And we buy it and go out there and kill the people claiming we own it. It's all utterly idiotic if you just examine it and just get out of the massive brainwashing that exists. Let's continue. Having no corporate property with which to pay what purports to be their corporate debts, the secret band of robbers and murderers are really bankrupt. They have nothing to pay with. In fact, they do not propose to pay their debts otherwise than from the proceeds of their future robberies and murders. These are confessedly their sole reliance, and were known to be such by the lenders of the money at the time the money was lent, and it was, therefore, virtually a part of the contract that the money should be repaid only from the proceeds of these future robberies and murders. For this reason, if for no other, the contracts were void from the beginning. Yes! Payment of taxes at gunpoint, they aren't voluntary. If you think they're voluntary, why don't you just stop paying them and see what happens? Just see what happens. If you think anything the government insists you do is voluntary and you're in control and consent of the people and your vote and all that shit, well, just try saying no to a cop when he gives you an order. Just try it. See what happens. You see, people, for the most part, they just go along with all this shit. And then they imagine that the government is somehow can be controlled with voting. It's not. If you hold a minority position, you have no representation. The government can simply come and take whatever it wants. And the Civil War proved that. Once the South was a minority, once the president and the Congress were controlled by elections strictly from people in the North, it was over. They knew it was over. They were going to forever be a minority. That Anything the North wanted to do to them, they could do to them. So they voted, they left, and they formed their own country. And that was unacceptable to the people who were the robbers and the fucking thieves who operate government behind the scenes and benefit from it, which is these, these rich people and these bankers. That's it. Just went down and killed them all and forced them back in and tell you that it's uh, all part of the consent of the people and this is a voluntary union. And it's so obvious and so ridiculous, and yet people continue to believe it, and both sides love Lincoln, holding the union together. Well, the union is supposed to be voluntary. If the people don't want to be held together, what is that? It doesn't make any sense. Your Honor, I want a divorce. No, you can't have one. Can't have one. Well, I want a divorce. Why, you can't have one. Well, she's a cheater. Oh, you can't have one. She took all my money. Ah, you can't have one. Uh, People be outraged by that. But when it comes to the country, they run around defending it because the people are fantastically, intentionally confused about government. Continue. In fact, these apparently two classes, borrowers and lenders, were really one and the same class. They borrowed and lent money from and to themselves. They themselves were not only part and parcel, but the very life and soul of this secret band of robbers and murderers who borrowed and spent the money. (laughs) Right. It just goes round and round, people. (sighs) Individually, they furnished money for a common enterprise, taking in return what purported to be corporate promises for individual loans. The only excuse they had for taking these so-called corporate promises of for individual loans by the same parties was that they might have some apparent excuse for the future robberies of the band, that is, to pay the debts of the corporation, and that they might also know what shares they were to be respectively entitled to out of the proceeds 
of their future robberies. That's all that's going on here, people. Once you have taken the system of money out of the realm of anything real, which is where we've been for at least 50 years now since the early 70s, but really since the Federal Reserve was founded. And that's why there was so much uproar around it. And people like McFadden and Lindbergh, they they actually spoke out and told the truth. And of course, they were assassinated and killed and kidnapped their kids and all sorts of other shit. But people used to understand because you used to deal in actual hard money. Used to. And all the threats they use with the economy this and inflation that and prices and what would happen and controls and the dollar can crash and this other person's money can crash. None of that's possible when you actually have to use gold and silver. Because then you're just holding something that has value and it doesn't matter. It's not priced in so-called dollars. It's priced in gold and silver. So everything now is priced in dollars so people can't see it. That's why they're made sure that the people are never made to understand the money system. They make sure they never understand. All people think it is is a number in their phone now. That's all. They don't even understand all this inflation. They think it's because of spending going on by government. It's because there's no real money being created. Money is supposed to be something of value that people intrinsically gravitate towards because you can always use it. People will always want it. There's tremendous uses for gold and silver, industrial uses. People love it for art. It doesn't go away. It's difficult to get. It's easy to divide. It doesn't get destroyed. It doesn't erode over time. It doesn't disappear. You can put it in a box and find it thousands of years later and it'll be completely the same. That's why it grew up. It's not an arbitrary thing. But now people are so brainwashed about oh, zelling me something or Venmoing me so-called money. Just numbers in a fucking computer. And that's what they want. They want people just thinking money is just numbers in a computer. And then they're going to have crypto and that's going to be it. Oh, crypto is completely different. It's a limited amount. It doesn't matter. I have a limited amount of dirty underwear. Does it have any actual value? No, it doesn't have any value. Does crypto have any value? No. The only value it has is whatever people are willing to trade you for it, period. That's it. And that's not what gold and silver were. That's not what they were. It's not what real money is. But once you get people away from that, see, once you get people away from that, now the bankers are in full control. And this chapter is about the fact that governments in general uh, once you started being able to lend money and charge interest, and this is why usury is such a fantastically important topic that people don't understand and why it was actually outlawed by the vast majority of cultures and religions for thousands of years, if you want to believe any of the fucking history we have, which I don't know if I do believe any of it. But the reason usury, which is the charging of interest, was outlawed is because they considered it to be unnatural. And it is unnatural. Money doesn't multiply. If you take gold and you set it on a table for a thousand years, it's not going to multiply. So the idea that money would multiply just because it's money is not something that people considered to be natural. That's why money needed to be multiplied. It needed to be. It was a tool to be used to grow. You could grow the amount of money you had through work and effort, but not by simply having money. That's why lending it was considered a mortal sin. And once that all disappeared 500 years ago when Pope Leo, I think the 10th or some crap, got in there, um, it was kind of over. See, it was kind of over. They started allowing small amounts, minor interest, and they started immediately started lending to these city-states in Italy. That's what they did. 
that's what they did. They started lending money to the city-states. And once you have the understanding that you can lend to governments and get paid back way easier than you can lend to individuals, well, that's what these bankers did. And that's why fractional reserve banking came about and all these other things that people, they don't know anything about. They don't have the slightest clue and their minds shut off because they've been educated for generations now in government schools. And what do you do? As soon as you start talking about some numbers, what happens in media? Oh, I don't know. Math's complicated. I can't keep track of all that. Listen to anybody in media. You know, they'll, they'll shy away from numbers. Why? Because people can't keep straight. Right now they get this whole math and all this other shit, just trying to make sure that people are totally and completely confused at a very fundamental level. That's why the Federal Reserve's never discussed. Oh, well, Ron Paul discussed. He wanted to audit it. Who fucking cares? What are you going to audit? Auditing a made-up thing. It's not a matter of auditing it. It's a matter of discussing the fact that the whole thing is completely and totally unconstitutional from top to bottom. Constitution says that states can only accept gold and silver in payment. Do they? No, they accept these fucking joke Federal Reserve notes called dollars, backed by nothing but debt. That's it. That's all it is. That's all the system is. And now what's happened is a result of having this fake system that nobody understands or just an incredibly small portion of the population understands. What's happened is over more than 100 years of this fake system running and running and running and expanding and becoming just insane in the last 50 years when there's nothing to tether to anything at all anymore, not even a pretend system of uh, having to exchange for gold or silver. Once you have that, they've been able to buy up everything. So they buy up all actual things. That's why guys like Bezos and Musk and all these other people who are out there with these, these things that are shit, they're all just controlled by government, faked up things, they become monopolies, then they use this fake money with the fake stocks and, the, and they use, buy up actual products, services, the people's products, the people's labor. They buy it all up for free because it doesn't cost me because it's all fake. They don't have to create anything. They just punch numbers into a computer. See, and all of that ultimately is the heart of government and banking, government and banking. They're tied at the hip. Of course, the military is tied to that because that's how they enforce it. And the cops are, of course, tied to that. And that's why they want it more and more centralized. But people don't understand any of these issues. And he's pointing it out right here, making the case, showing you that the reason for this essay that government is a fake and it has no authority. The heart of it is this banking scam that they run. That's it. And it has absolutely no authority, no legitimacy. The debts are made up shit. <laughs> it's just made up. And all the problems that are caused by it and the inflation, the taxes, and the people having, oh, we got to carry this heavy debt. Why? Why? Because they can threaten you now with the destruction of your own economy and so-called lifestyle because they have a fake money system. So they control that fake money system and none of that would be possible if you actually just had gold and silver. None of it would be possible. It would make no difference. And even though it's in the Constitution, does anyone ever talk about it? No, they don't ever talk about it. (laughs) Because both sides are in on this ultimate fundamental scam. And that's why there is no answer inside the system. And the only actual answer is to educate people about what the nature of government is. Because if you don't do that, then what will happen is people will request another kind of government, which will have the exact same ultimate problems, which is that they will claim to have authority in areas they don't have authority. They will use force and fraud in order to enforce it. And then you will be in the exact same situation, which is this the best is best prison argument. So all right, let's finish up this section. Finally, if these debts have been created for the most innocent and honest purposes, 
and in the most open and honest manner by the real parties to the contracts. These parties could thereby have bound nobody but themselves, and no property but their own. They could have bound nobody that should have come after them, and no property subsequently created by or belonging to other persons. Right. See, this is the fundamental problem with these so-called government debts. Right? They just create this shit. Um, well, I'm not a government employee. I don't agree to any of this stuff, but somehow I become bound to all these debts. How? Through the magic of this made-up shit called government with this made-up authority. That constitutional conservatives jam down people's throats and distract them away from the key issues, which is their entire study of constitutional law is a made-up thing. And there is no actual authority. <laughs> That's all. And it's not an answer to say, well, what's your solution? Well, my solution is to admit that the system we have is a complete fraud that enslaves you. And if you want to continue to defend a complete fraud that enslaves you, then that's your business. But step one is understanding the problem. But people aren't willing to face the problem because it's too big and too scary. And what they do is incrementally, over time, they tighten the noose. And by people just going along, they're screwing their kids and their grandkids and everybody after them. That's all. It's not... Anything more than that. That's why it's a very slow death by a thousand cut system that they implement. That's why. Because if they did it suddenly, people might catch on. But they don't. They do it slowly. They take you down in increments. And then they level you off and kind of bring you up a little. And they drop you again. And they level you off. And they bring you up. And they drop you again. And anybody can see that's what's happening. But you try to explain that to people. And facing it is just too difficult. It's not that they can't see it. It's that they continue to imagine that somehow it will just magically change, that if we get the right people in and blah, blah, blah. Because they just don't want to deal with reality. And the reason they don't want to deal with reality is because of the nonstop brainwashing. See, from government and all these gigantic corporations, which are ultimately all tied to this fake money system. It's all, they all work together, and the illusion of division within it is just that, an illusion to keep this game going, this government scam going, because it will only grow, and it only has grown. In every single country you form a government, what happens? What happens? It continues to grow. <laughs> and then it either implodes like it did in the past, because some of these countries are so weak, they can't control the price of their own currency vis-a-vis -vis other people, and so they get, they get poor. It's like our dollar is strong compared to most countries. And if people don't want to play that game, we just simply go down there and kill the people in charge of their country and then put in other people who will support this fake money system and continue to screw their people. And that's always going to be the case as long as people believe in government, government authority, and don't understand the nature of government. See, that will always be the case. And we just happen to be kind of the, I'm not going to say the guys on top of the hill, but we're certainly the chief enforcers violent forces around the world of the tyranny on the rest of people. We subject basically billions of people uh, to abuse in order to keep our fake lifestyle going. That's all. That's why you can walk around and see all these useless losers everywhere who live great in a country that didn't have a gigantic military. Yeah, they would all be broken on the streets like when you go to a third world country. And the reason they keep our system running is because we support this huge military that runs around the world, keeping the system intact. And the people here are so fantastically brainwashed, they actually think we spread freedom when we are actually at the heart of the problem. And it's just not something people are willing to accept. That's all. 
because they, well, I'm a good person. Well, okay, maybe you are a good person. I don't even know what that would mean. We would have to have a whole conversation about that. But if you continue to defend this system, tell me how it's the best is best, or say, well, I'm perfectly happy to continue. At least I'm in the better position. At least I'm not. Okay, all those things. If you want to consider that yourself, you're still a good person by defending all those things, then then there's nothing to argue about. It's not about being a good person. It's about facing the truth. <laughs> Most people can't face the truth that they were fooled so badly and that what they defend and protect and uphold and imagine is all a fucking lie. And in fact, they support the bad guys. We are the bad guys. That's all. We're not the only bad guys, but we are the bad guys. <laughs> it's just, it's so hard for people to get their minds around that. And that's why Spooner's essay is so important. It's why I've spent so much time doing this series. And I'm going to finish the series, but these last chapters are really important. And so I don't want to cheat them. So best I can tell, probably two more shows, one for each of those chapters, because there's so much to say about each one of them. But that's it. That's it for the show today. I hope people enjoyed that show. hope they start understanding it. I hope it makes people go read the whole essay themselves and really think about it and share it with people and share this series with people so they can understand. Because until we get past the point of arguing about the stupid shit that's out in media, we have no chance, no chance at all to be free. None. There's not a little chance. It doesn't matter if there was an uprising. or It will all be instantaneously co-opted unless people understand the issues I'm talking about. And I've talked about all the time on my podcast. You have to understand those fundamentals. Most people are not willing to even face them. We have a serious uphill battle. And I don't have any illusions about the idea that we might win. In all likelihood, we won't. But I'm going to try, at least for a while. And uh, so if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter still, Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. And I want to really thank the people in Patreon who put their money where their mouth is and, and support my show. Uh, you know, it makes a big difference because everyone needs to do something if they're legit. I make the show. Uh, I have a lot of information that I've gained through a many, many, many years of being abused by the system and studying it and putting pieces together that 99.9% of the population has never put together. And I like telling people who are appreciative and who are open to hearing. But I know this, people who aren't open to hearing, and that's the vast majority of people, will never hear. It won't matter what facts you show them. No different than wearing two masks, and then they'll tell you masks don't matter, and they'll take the mask off, and then they'll claim that they never supported masks. You can show them hundreds of pictures of them wearing masks. They'll just deny that. It's just a psychological problem. And that's why the government controls education and makes sure it locks it in very early and then just brainwashes people night and day. Because once they're in that kind of state, as Yuri Bezmenov told us all, they can't be reached. Facts no longer matter. Even if the bombs are dropping through the ceiling, for the most part, most people will never catch on. So we have to try to reach a few people because we're running out of time. That's all. And it does help to know, even if you can't get out of the system, it helps to know the truth. It does. Not only is it a peace of mind, but you can actually protect yourself in many ways and save yourself a lot of time and trouble. And that's what I hope to do with my show. So thank you to the people in Patreon who support it. I know I make a lot of extra shows. They all go in there. And, uh, you know, they get a lot of value, I think, for the dollar. It's a very valuable show, but that's for people to decide themselves. Anyway. Okay, that's it. I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody.
Put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. <laughs>